This is Unmind with Great Cloud Michael Elliston Roshi. Tetrad and Zen. It's not that simple, but it helps to simplify, at least in your mind. Before leaving the discussion of systems and analysis modeling and its application to daily life and Zen practice, it may be worthwhile to delve a bit more deeply into applying the tetrad to both. This exercise, which may feel a bit awkward in the beginning, may help you answer the question as to not what may be wrong with your approach, as we maintain you cannot really do Zen wrong, but what may not be working as well as it could be, and where that lies within the components and connections of your personal practice. Take a look at the semantic model presented here. We have suggested that the four components of Zazen, as a method, may be defined as posture, breath, attention, and the. Using the analytical propensity of the intellect may help you clarify the connection between posture and breath, as well as breath and attention, etc., fostering a more comprehensive grasp of Zazen. This entails eliminating the conceptual divide that we usually wedge between creativity and the discriminating mind. But thinking is not the enemy of creativity. Analysis can provide the prompts needed to consider alternative approaches and ways of thinking about Zazen or anything else for that matter. The main attitude adjustment is that we drop the typical interpretation that there is a right way to meditate or to raise children or to wash the dishes or to make art or music and that we must learn that way or we will never succeed. Again, reasonable parameters for practice in any field are reasonable, not right, as opposed to wrong. Stressing the senses is a common aspect of many of the Buddhist teachings, beginning with the Heart of Great Wisdom Sutra, in which the six senses of ancient Buddhist physiology are listed right up front, following the five aggregates, in the context of the principle of emptiness Sanskrit shunyata. Given emptiness, there is no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no seeing, no hearing, no smelling, no tasting, no touching, no thinking. Note that the listing of the organs is followed by their experiential functions indicating that both their physical and experiential manifestation are equally empty of substantial reality. That is, all such differentiated percepts, as well as their receptive mechanisms, 
are devoid of self-existence, as well as being impermanent and imperfect. But I digress. This traditional sequence arranges the senses from higher to lower levels of the electromagnetic spectrum. But note that mind, the ostensibly highest faculty, comes last as a kind of catch-all. As I speculate in the original frontier, this is probably owing to the fact that the degree of resistance to settling into stillness is at its highest in the monkey mind, followed closely by the body, whereas the other senses tend to be more accommodating to sensory adaptation, given the moderated level of stimulation in meditation. Another pertinent reference to the senses is found in Sekiro Kisin's Chan poem, Harmony of Sameness and Difference, in Japanese Sandokai. All the objects of the senses interact and yet do not. Interacting they are linked together, not interacting, each keeps its place. Sights vary in quality and form. Sounds differ as pleasing or harsh. And later, a briefer reference to the connection between the sense organs and their objects. Eye and sights, ear and sounds, nose and smells, tongue and tastes. Zen teaching often simply belabors the obvious. But we take for granted and overlook the wisdom that is inherent in the most seemingly mundane aspects of our experience, such as the six senses, when in actual fact, they are as miraculous as it gets. But again, I digress. Getting back to the model, we can look more deeply into the connections between the four major sense realms under consideration. Consider the most common of these in the vernacular of philosophy and science, the so-called body-mind duality. In Zazen, however, the connection of mind to body, number one to number four in our model, is not at all dualistic in nature. Body and mind are naturally complementary. Mind arises from body, the conventional precedent, which some adherents of spiritualist philosophy might dispute, claiming that the mind exists separately from the body as the ostensible true self or soul of theism. But in Zen, body also arises from mind. This assessment is validated by the holistic view of health in which mental disorders can have a devastating impact on the body and vice versa. In this context, Zazen appears therapeutic. In Zazen, we undergo a kind of sensory adaptation process which becomes all-encompassing in the long run. 
but the different senses adapt at different rates, which is why I lump smell and taste, the functions of the nose and tongue, in with the tactile sensations of the body in this model. Both smell and taste are engaged chemically with ingestion and digestion of food and drink and the inspiration of breath and its accompanying odors and fragrances. This leaves a simpler model of our four main senses as confronted in intensive meditation, feeling, hearing, seeing, and thinking. Remember that thinking, the function of the brain, is considered a sense realm in Zen, largely automatic like the others. Thus the mind's function of thinking is given the number one position in this example, seeing as number two, hearing as number three, and feeling as number four. This sequence proceeds from the most complex but least tangible and most diaphanous realm of thought through the next most complex sight, then hearing, then the most tangible and gross level of sensation represented as touch, including the body, mouth, and nose. This leads to examining the connections between the four creatively, suggesting implications in Zazen. Number one to number two. Thinking that seeing is believing, but also incomplete and ever-changing. Number two to number one. Examining vision and visualizing data through pattern recognition and grasping meaning. Number one to number three. Registering sound as pleasing or harsh, but also as threatening or comforting. Number three to number one. Surrounding sound, fostering or interfering with concentration and assimilation. Number one to number four. Discriminating tactile feelings as pleasurable, painful, neutral, or numb, or life-threatening. Number four to number one. Posture affecting alertness and acuity in discerning movement, proprioception, etc. Number two to number three. Seeing the image of sound closing your eyes at the symphony. Number three to number two, hearing the sounds of sight, watching Fourth of July fireworks. Number two to number four, seeing through touch, finding your keys in the dark. Number four to number two, feeling with the eyes, sun blindness. Number three to number four, hearing the sounds of the body, listening to your heartbeat. Number four to number three, 
feeling the touch of sound, attending a rock concert. I will leave you with another image to consider. Using sight to channel data directly into the mind without passing go and not collecting $200. I call this the Zazen Scaffold, as it visualizes the biological matrix upon which our meditation depends. While Zazen reduces action to its most immediate and simplest method, just sit still enough, long enough, it does not ignore the context of, for example, karmic consequences over the three times. Nor does it discount the complexity of what is actually happening, all unknown to our consciousness. In the next section, we will continue along these lines with yet another variation on the Tetrad theme. Meanwhile, please put your whole self into Zazen. You will gain the power to put your whole self into everything that you do. Unmind is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. You can support these teachings by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gashou.